Welcome, it's two o'clock. It's time, you're hearing the trippy music, it's time for Some Call Me Tim. The show where we talk with a different person every week about what they believe in. Whether it be God, gods, cats, alien creatures, religion, not religion, comedy. Some of us still believe in comedy. We have special guest today, Adrienne Avillignon. Performing de la French person, this is Pam Benjamin, your host for Some Call Me Tim. In reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, today we have a French person. She will say, Oh, your mother smelled of elderberries. You crazy caniggit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Adrian Villeneuve is going to be here today. We have pervert fervor in the house to run the ones and twos, the beepity books, the meagity moogs for me's and you's, the moogie blues, if you will. He's been working on those. He's got his whole Moogie Moog machine all set up. I'm talking outside right now with Adrienne. Smoking the last of those cigarettes. If you guys want to call in, it's 415-550-0511. If you have questions about God. But why would we do this show? Uh, I have a personal interest in what people believe. I was raised uh, really, really religious. And so uh, it's interesting in this time of non-belief to find out what people really believe in and today we're going to find out what a comedian Adrienne Villignon did I pronounce it correctly en français en français Adrienne Villignon everybody coming yay Adrienne Villignon is here yay trippy music in the background hey welcome <laughs> are you really French Actually, I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> well, why do you have Santegu on your last name, Villignon? It's actually Villalon. Oh, Villalon. Okay, <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I was thinking uh, you are French. And no, uh, so your family hails from Puerto Rico. Yeah, pretty much. Traditionally Christian place. Pretty pretty Christian, pretty yeah. Christian. Pretty Christian background. Do you believe in Jesus? I do not. You don't? I do not. Did you? I believe he's one- a person, yes. I believe he was a real person you know, human being at one point. Right. But you don't believe, you're not like, you never drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, I, they made me drink the Kool-Aid. Right, at church. So you at did, church. you were raised in a church. I wasn't raised like going to church, but like that was definitely like God's there, God's a figure. There were, you know, crucifixes. In the house. Things. Yeah, things like that. But it wasn't like we actively went to church Sundays. It was very like taught at home. Oh, okay. All right. Taught Jesus at home. Where was that? Where'd you grow up? San Francisco. Oh wow, you're you're a San Francisco local. I am. Wow, that is unusual. I know, unicorn in the room. Uh, uh, so your entire life you live in San Francisco. Yes. And did you go to? Did you gone to school in San Francisco? I did. Like, I was I was homeschooled till high school. Homeschooled. I know. We're we're getting we're getting open on this one. I'm, I'm going all out. Homeschooled. Do you believe in homeschooling? Do you think that was a good thing? Uh, you can ask me all 85 of them, questions about homeschooling um, you're pretty you're really like I would never think of you as a homeschooled kid you're really well adjusted you're able to <laughs> that's a terrible 
<laughs> thing to say. That's like the like, most. That's that's like the biggest. Like you're so well adjusted. You're so well adjusted. Oh my god, you actually like can talk with people. Yeah. yeah I was like my first. I was like my first thought was like, how do I ask her? She's socially retarded, but not. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, uh, I I probably should have been like. I got my like I did wouldn't say I got like a real traditional education um like I you know single working mom and things like that like love her to death but you know a kid's not going to pick up an educational book and teach themselves let's put it that way so you were homeschooled but your mom worked outside the home yeah so who was your teacher me myself and I wow so it was almost like Montessori style kind of yeah Montessori guiding your own learning homeschooling do you have like a weird form of math that only you know to a certain extent, yeah. Like post-its notes were useless to me. Like you, like because I didn't learn how to like read or write till I was like th- almost twelve. What? Yeah. Wait, but how did that happen? You you leave a child alone long enough to pick up their own books and try to teach themselves. So did you speak fluent? Do you still speak fluent Spanish? Was um, it a second language learning issue, or was it no? That just that you didn't. No one was like here. Read the, You know, Jack runs up the hill. Jill <laughs> runs down the hill. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, I had like all the educational tools there. I just never, you know what I mean? Like you're a kid and if you don't have someone make you sit down and do them, you're not going to go do them. But, and my mom did her best to like instill that and like put that on. But eventually I griped enough. I was like, I, I need to go to school. I need to go to high school. And um, I wanna- when did she, I, it, I'm so confused to be homeschooled, but not have a teacher at home. San Francisco school districts have really good schools, don't they? Did, were you... What, what was the issue? Was she worried about you getting hurt, or was it... Uh, I think it was... Uh, I, I hate to say it. It was uh, kind of a stigma of just, like... My, my brother and I had a really negative experience. I'm not going to name schools and things like sure, that. Sure, we had sure. a very negative experience based on our ethnic background Whoa. at a certain school. And as a result she pulled us from it. it's not that she was just like no school she we did go to school I went to like first grade and things like that okay. I remember all that kind of stuff but we got pulled because my brother was having such a negative experience and the principal kind of was like you know kind of had it out for him a little bit and it was really kind of messed up and this is like mid 80s late 80s or you know what I mean right, so right. it's it's different time you know it's a different time thing you know what I mean you don't even look what Puerto Rican you I, I mean you really don't look ethnic of any kind but you felt that stigma as a kid did you feel like yeah like, people were looking at you different yeah and say, really what part yeah, of the city cool. were you in well the school was it was a private school oh. it was a private school it wasn't a public school it was a it was a pretty expensive private school wow and so, they screwed you over and yeah so as there was you know because my my brother already had so much negative experience at school that my mom was already afraid that was gonna impart onto me so she thought homeschooling would be better because it would be less traumatic you know what i mean huh. And he's older. He's older, yes. But so he didn't take the teaching role and like he help did you. though he actually did. Okay. he did because he's seven years older. So. Oh wow! Okay. Wait, so had, had, what did you do to make friends? What, so that's where I should have probably been a ballerina or Olympic horseback rider. It's like because <laughs> that's what I like spent most of my time doing was ballet and horseback riding. Wow! Like I like and that's where you know I met a lot of friends. I socialized a lot. You know what I mean? Like. But I yeah, spent a lot of time with animals, things like that. I had my cats and things. And wow. Oh, yeah, you're got very in animal stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge animal person. I spent a lot of time with animals more than people initially. So And ballet is such a... I took ballet for, for 23 years of my life. And it is so disciplined and so not... I don't know. I think it's a great 
teaching like exercise can you jump through the hoops? It's a lot of muscular stuff and yeah. jumping and you. So you got on point. I did. Oh, right on. Oh, I still do ballet. Oh, really? Yeah. Where do you do ballet? Sometimes over at Lines, ODC, oh, here and there. Right on. Classes like randomly here and there. I don't gotcha. like go as much as I'd like, but yeah. definitely try to like keep the stretch. Keep, keep, keep the it going. In keep order. the plies. Yeah, I got Are you a turner or a jumper? I prefer jumping, but You're I can turn. All right. Okay. I was a turner, not a jumper. I, I didn't tap dance when ground. I was a child. You no. tap danced? <gasps> yeah. Oh, I can so see. I try to fake tap, tap dancing. I don't remember any of it, but I've seen, uh, I've seen, I may have destroyed the only video of me tap dancing <laughs> as an angry teenager. But, uh, um, there's pictures, yeah. Wow. I need awesome. to see we, some of those Yeah, I should post these. Throwback Thursday, right. pictures of you in cute outfits. So, do you believe in do you believe in dance as like one of the formulating like is that where some of the, like is that you feel like your morality was like based on discipline because of ballet? Or? Absolutely, I definitely think it instilled a lot of things. I think it like all those kind of things and taught me more to be a, not like such a, necessarily like an academic person, but more of like a performing kind of education, like a lot of physical education. Like I feel like really good at physical things you know right, what i right, mean right. like give me something physical to do i'll probably go i'll do it really well but you know like give me you know some calculus book i'm gonna sit there like uh, calculus yeah. i never understood either <laughs> so because you didn't learn to read or write at a later age do you find that that hurts you in comedy now or how does that work for you because it's so much writing uh, you comedy. know it, well i mean i learned to do it when i was so i mean i've been doing it for at least 10 years yeah now. so right. like, i hit my 10 year mark at 23 yeah yeah <laughs> um i don't think it impedes me in any way like i i know it's like the math thing to a certain extent i know how to write for myself you know like i couldn't you know i probably couldn't hand you my notebook and be like hey you know like I'm sure every comic's probably similar to that sense, but like it is very much like a secret code in there that's sure. like I know this is not the word that how it's spelled any which way, shape, or form, but this is what I know it means. Like sure, the the whole learning, uh, and that's so funny because that's what they were teaching in the uh, mid to late '90s was this thing called whole learning where you just, whatever the kid tried, you go, okay, that's close enough. It was sort of a second language learning approach of saying, whatever they try, that's them grasping the language and it's fine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so they don't have to spell anymore? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But then the new wave came with all the spell check is everywhere. And well, that kills texting. everyone. I think that just enabled people from spelling. Because I'm also dyslexic, so I like flip my A's and like, because I was like, Michael's a perfect example. is like A-E, right? Or is it E-A? M-I-C-H-A-E-L. I think it's AL. Yeah, I always want to put like EA or like I always want to flip sh stuff like that. Like right, I'm always right. like, oh yeah, sure. Right why not? there, T H E I R. I'm always like, it's the and then ear. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, I'm like T H I E R. Yeah. Is that? And then I look at it and be like, which way is it? Or goes was the worst. I used to, I used to flip the E and the S on goes. Right. People are just like, what the hell are you trying to say? I'm like, yeah. I had to make my. Uh Wi-Fi password definitely because I could never figure out how to fucking spell it. <laughs> <laughs> never, uh, That's even a know good what way. Right now, but uh, <laughs> D E F I N E T E L Y. I I can't spell, I out, can't loud. spell yeah. out loud either. Um, We're all in the same boat. Yeah. I can yeah, I can do that too. And another weird sort of relevant question is why the fuck on a telephone when you dial uh, the numbers? Um, they're completely inverted from a 10 key calculator or like uh, on the keyboard like those they just want to fuck with you yeah like why would they do that I don't know yeah 
I never understood why. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, I understand. So uh, we know you believe you believe in ballet, you believe in dance, you still do it. What are other like core values or things that sort of build you and make you who you are now? now for, before we get to that, right. how long have you been doing comedy? I started in April. Oh maybe. wow, super new. And do you love it? I do. You do. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Is this like? Do you feel like this is the performance mode that you prefer, or do you prefer dance, or do you prefer? I love theater. I did theater oh, all theater. in high school and some in college for sure. Um, Musical theater or like acting? I did. I did some musical. I'm not gonna say I'm like a lead singer. I'm definitely chorus material for right. sure. I can hold a tune yeah, and but like. You could be the dance captain. <laughs> exactly. You can do all that. You can do all the dance. I'll choreograph that. Shit, right. There sure. you go. There and then sing in the background. But uh, you, you took serious acting classes. You feel like you could be, you could be, you know, in an Anton Chekhov. You could be the <laughs> seagull. I'm an actress. No, I'm a seagull. Oh, I'm Meryl Streep. Are you kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look out. No, I'm just kidding. No. But uh, like, I, I really do love acting. It was, uh, I've, oh, I mean, I've always fascinated. I think when you're watching movies and memorizing them as a kid and then just reenacting them in front of the TV, like you probably have like a certain like, Oh, affinity to something. Sure. Sure. So, but like comedy is so much fun. Cause it's, you get to write your own stuff. You get oh, to right. say what you want to say. Like to a certain extent, like theater is restrictive. You're embodying a whole different character. You're not yourself in any way, shape or form. You're saying someone else's words, someone else's emotions. Like, right. And you're being directed by a person as to how they want you this to come across. Exactly. And you're also interpreting the playwright. And you're very much a tool in a bigger, a bigger, you know, machine, which is great. Cause it's, right. you know, you feel the, the working together and you all to all together, you create this like masterful piece, hopefully, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with comedy, it's like just you and the microphone, it's you and a microphone. And you feel super confident with that. I do. You like it. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. But you've had a big performance background, so it's, it's not so surprising. Yeah, I like being on stage. But you, I have never seen you do any, like, dance act-outs. Oh, I should probably do some more dancing in my, in my work, huh? Should I mean, I why not? You show off your skills. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's unique. So uh, I'll, do, I'll just, uh, you know what I should do? I should, oh, I, every time I come on stage, I should just do a pirouette. Absolutely. Or like a, foite, like a foite, like a foite, just like may knock over the stand. He's like, oh shit, my oh, bad. Oh, yeah, Wait, what's the plie again? It's where you just yeah. bend your knees. Yeah, you just bend your knees. Keeping, uh, but you don't let your butt fall out the back. You yeah, keep it straight you down. Keep it straight, and you keep your, well, depending on how, if you're doing a deep or, you know, minor, you know, heels a grande, up. A grande or a demi, depending on uh, what you, what, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, in all the different positions. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, ballet is weird because you're expressing yourself within someone else's structure. Yeah. And the structure is so unbendable. Yeah, it's they, very structured. It's, it's very rigid. Like, it's rigid, that's the there's word. There's a look to it. And there's a, this is how you hold your arms. This is how your feet are positioned. You turn out. This is what you do. You hold your center. You hold your center. You're pulling up yep. all the time. My only thing was like... Um, I guess that genre or that social scene, uh, I guess it would be opera, symphony, uh, ballet, and there's one more. Um, this You said symphony? Yeah. I did. So yeah. opera, like, symphony, ballet. It, but those it. are the performance yeah. ones. I mean, oh, those like, are like, like plays like Broadway, I guess. Or like, yeah. Sure. Um, Off-Broadway, so like, theater. I guess I saw Miss Saigon. I saw Christmas Story. And then uh, I went to go see... Um, 
Uh, Christmas Story the ballet that yeah. would be really funny yeah no no Christmas Story Christmas <laughs> with the, the when they do the leg I was yeah. like what were they going to do with the leg yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Christmas Carol Christmas Carol I think um, that a Christmas Story a though would story. be a great yeah. would be Especially a great musical yeah. it would be really funny you're gonna shoot your eye out kid um, I just want I just want people like fuck I don't even know like I don't even know I could, I could just imagine yeah just like yeah, I, mean, I, I used to get tickets to His opera. tongue's go, on the pole. You know, I'd, I'd go on dates and we'd drink 40s on the steps of the opera house. That's sexy. That's, that's yeah, sweet. Know, that's like, romantic. But we'd like fully dressed to the nines too. But no, that's like, just romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I see you around the Tenderloin all the time because you live around the corner from me and I see you oh, with yeah, a guy. Oh yeah, I saw you. I passed you, by you when I was going to Pam's. You have, yeah. a, you have a boyfriend type person? I, I do have a BF. Does Boo-boo. he, does he, is he super, did you find him to be a romantic kind of fellow? He is, he is pretty romantic. He is. He brings me flowers. Oh, that's things. really rad. Yeah. Did you train him to do that or did he no, figure that out on No, no, he was, he was always pretty romantic. He came trained that way. Yeah. That's good. He's a keeper. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, what are the other things that you feel like make you you and, and that you sort of formulate your core beliefs for uh i hate rudeness ah manners I, I like i yeah i have a thing like i just don't understand people i mean especially nowadays i understand very everyone's you know and very much in lo- involved in their own lives but just like the amount of like decency has gone down so much no one says hello no one says thank you no one like there's just no like connection like that common Common courtesy courtesy. just being like patient just having patience realizing like looking around you and observing a situation like it's not all about you like right 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 there was a lady the other day on mission street and she was trying to park to go to the uh farmer's market on a thursday and i was on a full 49 bus like super full one of the double ones it's like mm. probably 90 people on there yeah it's packed and this lady starts backing up to try to get the parking, parking space oh, and shit. we're all on the bus and the bus driver's like rah, rah, and she's like rah, 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 parking space. and I'm with a small child and the small child says Nanny Pammy what's going on and I said well there's this entitled woman who thinks that her parking is more important than all 90 people on this bus right now getting to where they're going and the bus driver just started laughing and laughing because like, <laughs> it's true. It's like I, but it's it's absolutely it's it's so rude mm-hmm. to put like there's 90 people on a bus, almost 100 people, but, right? But this one, but you need your more, parking spot, right? One point. Heaven forbid that you know go around the, the block. Bu- the bus back. should move out of your way, right? The bus should move out of your way, or uh, I call it the two foot radius, uh, where people can only understand and experience like within their two feet mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll even run into people on the street I'm like how do you not feel you don't feel the people yeah. around you you can't even just like just do a little moving around feeling yourself like, in space so that right? you don't bump into people And what's the what's the uh, most egregious uh, fault of uh, uh, faulty manners that you've seen recently well I work as a server ah so I mean that I mean I could just kill this whole radio time with just egregious acts right snapping at you <laughs> snapping I had a 15 year old call me a bitch what because I had already taken the table's order it was pretty full and I had to run this check drop off some stuff run the window and grab some soup she comes over to tell me something else like she wanted to add on with all that in mind I know she doesn't know I have all that to do right but I turned to her and I was like oh can you just give me one moment I'll actually I'll be right over to your table is it was that that sounds absolutely like 
That's the worst possible thing. That's the worst, you know, yeah, yeah, like, oh, could you give me, I know, can you give me one moment, I'll be, you know, actually, I'll be right over to your table. Yeah. Turns around, ushers under her breath, bitch. Oh, wow. And on top of that, but this is where, this is where they- spit in her coffee? No, 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 so I go over to her table, (laughs) no, 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 so I confront her in front of her family, and on top of that, so I go over there, I'm like, I heard what you said, and her dad's, what did she say, blah, 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 I'm like, I heard what you said, I heard what you called me. And her dad, I'm like, and I turned around, I was like, she called me a bitch because I asked her to give me a moment and, you know, I'll be right over. Her dad sides with her. Whoa. And tells me that, you know, we came from Pennsylvania to eat here. We don't deserve this kind of treatment, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, your daughter just called me a bitch because well, I asked her to wait. In his right. defense, he lives with her. Exactly. And she's horrible. And Probably. I see you once. Exactly. That's the route I would take if I had a snotty daughter <laughs> that was. But you know what I mean? Like it's like the cal- like that's the caliber of people. Right. Like it just blows my mind. I'm like, what on God's green earth? Right. You're not a robot. You're not there to facilitate. Like your your whole existence isn't for their French fries. Exactly. Like I'm a server, not a servant. Right. Exactly. Now that's that's yeah. I, I said something to a guy at Bob's Big Boy and got smacked in the face by my mom when I was a kid. <laughs> I love Bob's Big Boy. No, in Danville. No. Bob's Big Boy in Danville. I love yeah, that Bob's then, Big Boy. Uh, what was that pizza place that had the crazy metal maze on the wall and the ball would go through it? Pizza Machine. Pre- oh, I loved Pizza Machine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. right next to the Luckies there. We grew up in Danville together. Oh, uh, nice. Some, some guy asked me some dumb question. He was like 19. I was like 10 or 11. And I just like gave him the double. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> he came storming back. He went, like, went and found my mom and told her. <gasps> What a fucking narc. The pizza machine eventually, did that become the round table? No, the round table was a different part of town. Um, it was like a. Uh, I remember pizza machine though, because that's where we used to go after for our um, soccer tournament. It was like every sport thing. thing. They, they really uh, niched themselves in there with the with the sport racket. Yeah, that's yeah. where we'd go for our soccer trophies. And every year Ooh, I'd get nice. either most aggressive or most improved. <laughs> I wasn't very good at soccer. I, don't know I, I think most aggressive is the best award though. Because I mean, you're just like a go getter. Like you're fucking going for it. Like <clears throat> yeah, taking bitches out, scaring small children with that's my okay. aggressiveness. Yeah. Uh, Children need to be scared sometimes. It's okay. It's good. Oh, yeah. Do you? What? How would you cl- classify yourself as a child? Were you like meek? Or were you aggressive? Were you shot? How, like, how did that affect uh, you? Because you were homeschooled and then around your brother and my brother was awesome. He was like the sun and the moon in the sky when I was a little kid. So like the sun, you know what I mean? When he woke up, I yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was his little shadow. Um, I think it made me shy to a certain degree because. I, uh, you know, it made me shy with adults. Huh. It made me really, like, I could never ask adults for things. Or, like, I was really shy about, like, doing, because I was, I was always afraid about, be, like, I don't know, like. Well, you didn't have the experience in the classroom. To yeah, talk to, to talk to adults. Like, right. I wasn't, you know, I felt more comfortable, like, trying to figure out the problem on my own. Or, like, huh. you know, going to someone who's older, but not exactly older, like an adult, you know. Right, right, right. I guess that, like, seven-year-older person would have been, like, cool. So, yeah. So, I think even now, like, I feel like I'm better with it. But, like, certain adults and, like, a figure, like authority figures, certain things, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just wait. Wow. 
that is weird. So you still mm. feel super affected, but you're in your early 20s, so you're still sort of growing as a person and figuring out. That's so sweet of you to say early 20s. No, <laughs> right? No, are you not in your early 20s? I'm 29. Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. I thought that you were 30s. like 24 or something. <laughs> I was seriously thinking like you. you were. Like, 29? Yeah. No way. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> wow, holding it together. No, well, I mean, that's. And well, Hispanics age slower, it's scientifically I'm proven. You're almost 40. I'm 42, so y'all yeah. can chill. Oh, I'm an old lady. Uh, speaking of being old, where do you think we go when we die? Where do I think? I personally believe in reincarnation. Do you really? I do. Like the Bodhka Vita, like the, like the whole Vashti. No, no that's not uh, the right words. Uh, the, like the Indian, not Ganesha. Indian. No. no, not necessarily Indian. I believe in the sense of... If I mean, if you really want to get into it, I I kind of follow more of like a Wiccan practice. Oh, right on! Um, you, do you so you're our first Wiccan? Seriously, uh, you light candles, you do spells. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I, no, no. I, so I no, no, no. So I mean, because there's a lot of different aspects of Wiccan. I mean, you could be pay like pagan. You know, has is a big branch. Wiccan, you could be. You could practice witchcraft. You could be a Wiccan without practicing witchcraft, which is necessarily the the spells and things of that nature. Um, amulets, amulets, and things. I mean, I believe the principle of it in my like what I because I remember being a little kid and being really into it. And like my friend Chris and I back in the day, we like we would get. Remember, oh, you grew up in Danville, but back in the day, over in Hayes Valley, where the Live Fit Gym is now, used to be a Psychic Guy bookstore uh-huh. in Hayes Valley, and they would have. It was like one of those stores. Well, you know yeah, what you I mean? Tarot cards. You get your cards. It had all the you know books, gems. gems, things like that. Just you know your general was like, like the Magic Dolphin or something. What was the name of that store that had all that crap? In Danville. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Oh. Well, oh, I remember the one that I went to as a I'm kid sorry, was... I mean crap, oh. like, just, like, random... You know, yeah, yeah, trinkets yeah. and yeah, things. Yeah, I didn't mean, like, your thing. No, great. <laughs> yeah. Like, a library of tarot cards and yeah. books. There's a lot of, like, metaphysical yeah. books that have to do with witchcraft. Um, things like that. Yeah. And what I... I guess what was... I remember being really appealing by it and, like, ble- liking the philosophy of the, you know, divinities in nature. It's all around us. It's not, you know... Because I never liked... The principle of Jesus, like I, I believe in duality a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have good without bad, you can't have light without dark, you can't have good without evil. Right. And the whole Christian belief of this divine person protecting you and sacrificing himself and it, trying to exonerate or just you know wipe out this whole half of it. It's it's just right. unrealistic. Like. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I'd rather not rely on someone and just follow blindly and be like, well, they're going to protect me from all this evil in the world when I'd rather just know that it's out there, be knowledgeable and how to like deal with it and combat it on a, on a real level. Well, it's self, it's responsibility. It's saying this is yeah. my part of the universe and I'm responsible for this and not saying, well, I'm not responsible for anything. That's a huge thing. There's to something it above me that just, you know, controls control, it all. Yeah. It's all fate. And yeah. I, everything is known before I even start. And See, and that's like, another yeah. huge principle of it too. It's like you, you're in charge of all your, how you conduct yourself in life. There's no, like, there's no higher up being like, controlling you and things right. like that you are completely in charge of your own actions whatever you choose to do is on your behalf and on your accord and so what you send out is what you send out right wow so wicked stuff uh i have a book at home that i use a lot and it's the modern witch's book of herbs and healing i do believe a lot of herbal and 
holistic principles, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a back section that's all about amulets. So like if you want to quit smoking, <laughs> you take a cigarette butt and you put it in a black silk bag. And then you take, and there's all these things that you put together. And, but I mean, yeah. even then it's just like, it's a tool to think about what you're trying to change your behavior on anyways. So it's, it's, you're trying to create a new behavior and you give yourself a talisman that sort of helps guide you through that. It's not any necessarily anything wrong with no. that. Like it's, it's just a helping tool. That you, yeah, it's a reminder. It's a uh, reminder. Yeah, it's a way to help your brain develop a synapse. To and it's creating, yeah, it's creating new like path, like creating yeah. new connections to help you yeah. like get over things or like move past things or, Do you, you know. do any fun Wiccan rituals? That's something that, because religion is usually about ritual. Ritual and things like that. Yeah. So technically, I mean, you should, I mean, not should, but you try to follow the, you know, holidays, things like that. Like right now, in, we're in Yule, technically. Ooh. Um, it, does it time at the solstice? Uh, no, well, it goes into January. Oh, okay. oh So the, the way it's broken up. So technically, like the Wiccan New Year happened on Halloween. Oh, okay. So that's New Year. That's the end of the harvest and things of that nature. So right. it's... um. Everything kind of like comes down. It's winter and it's Yule and it's, you know. Right. Yule logs, delicious cakes that look like logs. Exactly. You know, I used to, that we can uh, eat. Freak out this time of year. Um, but this is the first year. I'm just having fun, man. Like, I'm, I'm like, can't wait for it to get dark. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I was always like, uh, like, I'd freak out. We were like leaving work when it was dark. And like uh, days felt really short. Well, they are, but like right. there's the same amount of time. But well, days are getting shorter until December 21st, and then they'll be getting longer again. Yeah, right. Yeah, because so, yeah, it gets but dark at like four now. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> I know. I walk out I at like, four, and I'm like, what happened? Yeah, I have to wear gloves again. Earmuffs. Yeah. So, uh, do you are you are you a candle lighter? Are you a burner? Do you I'm like to burner. burn things? Um, I have. Can- I mean, I don't have like. I have like a little altar in the sense oh, of sweet. like, but it's, it's nothing that it's, that's like you have cauldron and things and salt bowls. Right. And it's just, it's a few things that are sacred to me that have been given to me through either my family, like my brother's given me certain things that are objects that are very, you know, endearing and you know, my brother, my mom, you know, things of that nature. And I keep them all in kind of a sacred area with, you know, just positive things around it. And I, it's just meant to just, be a place of trying to center myself, but also forget all the negativity and to remind me of all the things that I have that are wonderful in my life. And like to constantly remind me of like positivity and being, being good about that. Do you feel like the negativity just comes from people who are rude on the street? Is that like the thing that you combat the most is that people have no manners anymore. The common courtesy is dead and it just, it 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 kills, it hurts. Like, Did you always have this much patience and like positivity or did that come easy for you? It didn't. It's hard because even at work sometimes like I get short with my customers. Absolutely. As soon as I feel like someone's being indirectly rude with me, I'm like, you want to play that game? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Like I have so much undertone to my sass that you have no idea, lady. Like, let's play. (laughs) Are you, uh, we don't want to, you probably don't want to say your place specifically what restaurant you work at, but is it, it's not like super upscale. It's like kind of like in between it's, it's, family, ca- it's, it's casual, casual it's, it's casual. casual but at the same time it's 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 just disappointing to see how far we've gotten from each other yeah. do you know what I mean like in the sense of like I've tra- I mean I've traveled extensively like I backpacked Europe for like four months wow. and, and like I've been to South America a few times cool. and things like that so it's not that I'm like 
Back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I will, Lovely I need, island. I need to. I need to. Island You're full of accents, Do you know I need to go to Puerto Rico very soon because I haven't been there and my whole family's from there and I feel like, you know, I'm missing out on something over there. So, you know, apparently we have a tribe. I don't know. <laughs> That's what my cousin tells me, but you know. But he's in Miami, so. Uh, Miami. Miami. Well, for Lauderdale, but you know. Nice. <laughs> I like the accent. Uh, I was just singing a little bit from uh, uh, the musical with the um, West Side Story. They have mm. a whole Puerto Rican thing, and she's got this great song. Puerto, Ria, Puerto Rico. You ugly island. Island of tropic <laughs> diseases. <laughs> It's, it's funny. It's a funny song. Uh, that's where Rum Diary was. My favorite book. Uh, I read it like 10 times. Uh, that's uh, Hunter S. Thompson? Thompson? Yeah. Nah, I yeah. love Hunter S. Thompson. So when we when you die, you think you're going to come back next time as a tree? You think you're going to be a snake? What's the I'll higher? I'll probably What's, be a person. A person? Yeah. I don't like. I, I believe that a, a human soul is a human soul. It's not going to be reincarnated into... You know, I, ideally, if personally, I'd like to be a house cat if I had a choice. Absolutely. Like a like a really like a well taken care of house cat. Yeah. Because you know sometimes. I'd want to be a house cat that like witness witnesses the coolest murder of all time. Like, <laughs> That'd be uh, pretty badass, actually. Yeah. Just just sitting there, just like yeah, paws like, all curled up, just like. Like that mm. sees what really happened at 9/11. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, oh shit! Yeah. That's because yeah. you know he, you know he had a cat. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's totally. sitting there like yeah, fucking yeah. Mister. Yeah. What is it, Goldeneye or yeah, Doctor Evil? Yeah, chunkles. See, yeah. I have a theory about. Okay, so there used to not be as many people on the planet, right? Yeah. So it's hard to believe in reincarnation because where are all the new souls coming from? So I think that autism is actually the reincarnated <laughs> souls of all the whales we've been killing. So. Yeah, so. When you murder a whale or a shark, I think that, or just, you know, take off their fin, I feel like they're coming back. And that might have to do some mm-hmm. of the people. Whales are probably nice people, and the sharks are probably mean people. Uh, but they both have a little bit of autism yeah. because there aren't enough souls left. And, and we're so- just. We're just like kind of picking like half souls, like hacking them up and throwing them like partial souls and bodies. Right. Well, we're murdering so many animals and stuff. I'm sure that like you know that there's a new strain <laughs> of tree frog that just died in in uh, uh, Brazil or somewhere. I think every day like there's and there's going to be frog souls and bodies. Right. Well, that's the thing though is how can we continue? How can reincarnation exist if we continuously make so many more people? If we're because it isn't like a mm-hmm. 50 it isn't like someone's born someone dies it doesn't stay stagnant we keep multiplying well so does that okay so here's my thought on that does it only affect the people that believe that kind of stuff so like let's yeah. say all the atheists in the world they don't have they you know they don't believe they have souls they don't know they're not they're not part of it so like they don't so maybe they don't have a soul so they don't have it oh, oh, oh. So, you know, we're oh. not necessarily like wow. using frogs. So we're just like, well, shit, you're not using it. Fuck, man. Like, but put it into the, put ah. it into the, put it in the other batch. We got some other soul. You know, we got other bodies to fill, bitches. Like, yeah. you ain't using it. You, you don't use your soul. You lose it, people. Right. Apparently. I don't know. Well, That's just and, a theory. I mean, it's conscious. Do you think that consciousness is the soul? And then therefore, if we move into like more robotics and if, if we're a culmination of our experiences and you give a robot enough experiences, does that create consciousness? I.e., you know, Westworld, which I can't stop thinking okay, about. I need but to talk I to you about that. Yeah. Westworld? Westworld. Oh, God. So hold on, wait. We have to wait because, okay, so yeah, I yeah. got, Westworld kind of got fucked up for me. I'm really into it, but I saw the episode that gave away like too much fucking shit. Like, episode eight? 
I think it was the one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna because I'm sure you're past it now. Are you all caught up? I'm totally caught up. I can't. I don't even know what happened. He doesn't. He doesn't understand. I have. I'll tell you my theory. I I saw the episode where we find out the the guy with the glasses, Bernard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he is actually a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm I'm trying not to give this away. I'm not trying to like. I don't want to ruin this for people. But I saw this episode, and then I found out the other the 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 other Dolores. Okay, I didn't find out. Maeve. Maeve's a black girl. Okay, the girl. Yeah. The the lady of the night. Yeah. 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 She like has super self conscious, and then sees her her. friend get like the lobotomy. Yeah. yeah. Clem. Old Clem gets the lobotomy. So okay, I saw that episode, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you just watched like essentially like Ned Stark being killed." Yeah. And I was just like, "Okay, I get that," but I still want to watch all the other stuff yeah. because it's still it's exciting to see how it got there because I don't know how all that happened. Okay, you want to know my, this is my theory on it. God, Westworld's my new religion. My theory on it is that William, the blonde hair guy who's falling in love with Dolores, the blonde hair girl, and they're mm-hmm. running around with Logan, the crazy guy who's, he's supposed to marry his sister and all that stuff. Mm. And they're running around with the, the war people. I think that that's actually in the past and that William is actually the man in black. So the man in black is in now and he's in the future because you never see William and Logan interact with anyone except Dolores. I think they've interacted with Teddy once, but it was back in the, I think that William and Logan and that whole storyline with the El Lazo and all that shit is in the past. And that what's happening now with Ford's new storyline and the maze and all that stuff is happening now, but that the man in black, who we still don't know his name, but we know that he's a rich guy in the real life, I think that's 30 years in the future of what happens to William. That's gonna be some mind-blowing shit if that's the case. Right? That would be some mind-blowing shit. I know, Timothy's looking at me like, mm-hmm. I can't. No, did you get my text message? Which which one was it about Westworld? Yeah, I say you text about. I can't. I don't want to. Talk, I can't talk about it on the air. Oh, okay. It's too intense. I'll but to. uh, <laughs> flip through my texts. Okay. Um, and uh, and then we'll, I'll talk to you at the break. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Westworld, it's, it's Westworld's making me crazy because it's making me think about what people are as core human beings, and it makes mm-hmm. me sad because they're saying in the future, if you have enough money, all you want to do is have the. 100% ability to rape and kill whoever you want yeah. without with impunity which for me if I had unlimited money the last thing I would want to do is rape and kill people like I would want to be on islands enjoying cocktails with friends or like smoking pot or like right. v- traveling the world and like ta- and bringing certain people I want and like doing drugs and shit like but for 40 grand a day (laughs) it would be so silly to be like oh 40 grand a day i'm gonna go murder robots and have sex with them and scalp them and do terrible things because that's assuming that what's inside of us as core human beings is evil and bad because if you have unlimited access to anything it's saying well yeah i'm gonna rape and kill shit and then i'm just gonna be super like vindictive or not vindictive but just nasty just super Like because you have enough, behavior because but that's but it's sort of mirroring what's going on now because that does happen if you have enough money in America you can do whatever you want if you're Kobe oh, yeah. Bryant you can fuck as many bitches as you want with impunity even if you're married if you're Donald Trump you can be president you can even grab, though you grab yeah, pussies, pussies and say and terrible things about women and are really demeaning and you have had three trophy wives and mm-hmm. whenever they just get old you just throw them away because they're not real people they're just robots with big tits and that's the thing though is that is that what we're saying is that given enough money yeah. Without consequences, that's what we want to do as human beings. That's, that's like that's Brock Turner. Perfect example, Brock Turner. He's not even a celebrity, but he had enough money and he had enough, you know, 
give me stand, you know, Olympic status yeah, potential he, he with made like that enough. Whole lie, that dude? Yeah. What second? He made that whole lie up. Yeah, and he made the whole lie up. But you know, he's like he said. He, I mean, I'd have the whole bit. Of, but he got his three mud club med suite in prison, and he, you know, got out. Like it's crazy. It's like yeah, but you know. He, he raped a woman behind a dumpster and it was saw by two people. That was the same guy? Yeah. Stanford dude? Stanford dude raped the, raped the woman behind the dumpster and then you had the, you know, had witnesses actually like see this happen and like chasing down. One of the witnesses actually was like super emotional, was like crying about like seeing the whole thing. Was just Did like, he try and go back after that? To school? No, like <laughs> back to the dumpster after those people busted him the first time? Because he wanted to rape again. Is he well, like, no, like serial rapist like, on that? People like got him away from her at one point, and then I heard he went back. Wow. Yeah. What drugs was he on? Well, that's the thing is, if do you have to be on drugs to do terrible things, or are there just terrible people that don't? Is it and it doesn't come down to common courtesy because I think it does. I, I yeah. Think you don't, don't understand that other people are people. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly it. it. It's like I wouldn't go up just like, you know, like the it's discouraging to be like, oh hey, how are you? Pastrami on rye. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I know I stole it from somebody. You know what I mean? It's things like that. You know, it's like it's the it's this whole principle of like the people you interact with on a daily basis, whether it be your server, your Uber driver, the person you're just talking with on the bus or anything. Bartender. Bartender. I don't, I don't fuck you guys are talking about people don't exist until I meet them. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know it's what I mean? It's the baby thing. You cover up a yeah. baby's exactly. eyes and they're like, "We're I'm what? invisible. Uh. I'm invisible. No one can see me." Where's my iPad? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But you know what I mean? It's that principle of like, you don't realize like everyone you're dealing with is still a person. Every, like you still have to have this like, where is that coming from? Are you going to be a parent someday? Are you thinking about that? No. You're not going to be a parent. No. So I you're can. just going to leave the rest. You're just going to let the world fall apart. I'm doing the same thing. I, I'm not, I don't ever want to have my own kid because no. what if they become an asshole? Then I'm going to feel like this is all my fault. I did this. Yeah. I made a little asshole person. I yeah. made a little entitled I mean, I, American. Honestly, I think like, I, I honestly, I, be, I believe because like you nanny and things like that. Like, yeah. I don't think your kids would be assholes. I think you would have the decency to like instill upon them like, common courtesy basic gratitude being thankful for things that you know 90% of the world probably doesn't have I you know what I mean children to let people off the bus or off the BART before you get on it there's two things absolutely I teach one the left hand side of the motherfucking escalator, escalator is, is for, for walking. walking is for walking is for, people don't stand on the don't left stand side there. don't stand there so people please. are in a rush Just it's, it's an expressway right. it's an expressway it's an expressway so that's one and two you let people off the transport before you get on and this Absolutely. astounds it, me i tell small children i say wait for the people to come off and all the people are trying to push on and it's like we can't get on until you let them off because there's no room for us and, Oh yeah, exactly. That's it's it's so basic, so basic, so basic that you're just like, how am I have to explain this? Right. How do I have to explain this? And it's then, so that's basic. The thing. Is it parenting? Is it schooling? Is it is it general morality? Have we lost the ability? How have we lost the ability to see each other as people? And did we have that before, or were things just so strict that everyone was like, this is the way you treat people, or else yeah. we you know beat you up or we kill you or we just shun you or i mean so i would so i so i have a lot of older customers and ah. and i actually really enjoy talking with them and things like that and because they have years they have experience they've seen the world they've seen change sure. and i ask them like what do you think like how how different <laughs> is it now like essentially it's like just not like tell me your wise story but it's just yeah. like what are the changes you've experienced socially being, you know, just just 
in your time here. Yeah. And most of the pe- like older people who I'm like really cool with, they're just like, people don't know how to interact with each other anymore. And that's what it basically comes down to. People don't know how, and it's not like a friend, like interaction kind of thing. People just don't know basic interaction skills. Yeah. Yeah. Basic interaction skills. Absolutely. Well, and it's, I think that the majority of it is that the, the phones now and the pads and oh, we're God, all, I hate that. we're all so connected phones. so quickly. And if you send someone a text message, it's like, you expect them to get right back to you. And I'm like, I might not get back to you right away. I just, yeah, I had that issue. Before. Like, Same I, thing. I have a dumb phone. So my phone doesn't ding me every time you email me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I have to go home and check my email. Have, exactly. Or like, cause you know, I have an iPhone, things like that. And I, that whole thing of like, well, you read it. It said you said red. And you're just like, oh, homie. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. just because I read it doesn't mean I can reply to it. Those are you two different things. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Well, now you can just like, and you know, Apple got super sneaky with that shit. That you can like actually pick and choose people you want to like send receipts to on that. What? Yeah, before it used to be like all or none. You know what I mean? Like either you sent receipts and everyone got a receipt saying when you read the text or you right. didn't. Now it's like you can actually go into individual people and be like oh you can see when I say I read it you can see when I said I read it it's it's I keep my door all doors are open for me if it says I mean I but it's that I feel like as we get closer with technology we become farther away from our ability to interact with people yeah when I was um, a senior in high school one of the things my AP English teacher did uh, it was so interesting and at the time we were like what is she making us do Miss Condon uh, great lady she took ballet too. I, I had ballet classes with her when I was in junior high. And then Aww. when I was in high school, I was like, Lisa, Ballerinas what are you are doing here? She's, she was great. <laughs> Lisa, what are you doing here? She goes, I'm Miss Condon here. And I was like, oh my God. And then I got her for AP English and she was great. Anyways, she made us once a week on Fridays, there'd be three groups of two that would go up and she'd put two chairs and a little table and two glasses and a pitcher of water, sometimes a flower and a piece of art. And one person would be, it would be their house and the other person would act like they're coming over mm-hmm. and you'd have to invite the person in, have them sit down, offer them a glass of water, ask them how they're doing, legitimately answer, go back and forth. And then you'd talk intelligently about this piece of art behind you and the whole class would watch and it was all this kind of sort of common courtesy manner. That's so brilliant. That. That's so brilliant. And at the time we're all sitting there in class like, going, what the hell how is, is this AP English? What are you teaching us? Like You're we actually teaching- oh went, got God. up in arms one day. We we're like, why are you making you? us do this and she explained the whole thing about being able to interact with people this is going to help you in job interviews this is going to help you in your college classes yeah, nobody all, taught me yeah. table etiquette i had yeah. to fucking buy tiffany's table manner uh, table manners for teenagers made in 1950 <laughs> by tiffany's like two years ago right See, but that's what yeah. my mom was great at like like yeah i didn't have like that classical education and things like that but i remember being written re- or read to like aesop fables cool. you know what i mean yeah. things like that like these were like, this was like the kind of education I got was like, this is how you interact. This is like how you treat people. This is how you interact. And, and it was just like, so when I, now as an adult, seeing so many people don't have this same like level of like, I kind of like, I'm just like, dumbfounded almost i'm just like how did you all get around in life right and how are they how did you get anything you've never said please or thank you to me once right please and thank you please and thank you ex-husband taught me that i didn't realize that i wasn't a please or thank you sayer until we'd been dating for a while before we got married and he pulled me aside one day and he's like you never say please or thank you and it's really really annoying like it's like 
And I was like, really? I don't? And I kind of recognized it. And I was like, oh my God, I don't. And so I made a conscious effort to try to yeah. put that into the way that I interact with people. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you don't have like, it's graciousness. You yeah. know? It's like being sort of gracious and, and grateful and graceful mm-hmm. in your life in kind of maneuvering around. And I'm still, I'm still like yeah. a lunkhead. I, I'm like a bull in a china shop sometimes. You know? Well, I mean, we all have our moments. We all have our days. Like, I'm not saying you have to be on point like 24-7 all, you know what I mean? We all have right. our moments. Like, everyone has a shitty day. It's okay. It's fine. Embrace it. It happens. It's life. Yeah. Like, it's duality. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I know when you get it's pissed at people. There was, a, there was a time when I was on the street and I was really upset and I was walking by Powell and some person with an accent. They had like an English accent. And they were like, Oh, something about turn that frown upside down. It's not that bad. And I was like, fuck you. Get out of the country, you limey bastard. Actually, I do not like it, though, when people tell me to smile. I I can't stand that shit. Because, you know, guys don't get it in the first place. And second of all, like... I remember this one. I totally pulled this, and it was it was somewhat like a true statement, but at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I just found out my mom had got diagnosed with like a you know terminal, um, possibly terminal illness. So I'm sorry, I'm not smiling for you today. That's why. I, wow. And he just looked at me, just dumbfounded, because I, you know, people don't really expect that response. But I was just like, don't tell me to smile. Like you right. don't know what's going on. Like I wasn't rude. I wasn't. Like, oh, I was. I get rude. But like you know, but I mean, I was coming yeah. up. Like yeah. I wasn't like. I just didn't have like this. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, what can I get for you today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I wasn't like that. Well, you, you should smile. Really? 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 Yeah. Uh, some. Really? Some, okay. Some, uh, like, <laughs> all right. Uh, let me, let me. All right, cool. So like a uh, 25 year old hotshot uh, guy at work uh, woke me up at like 4 a.m. and like tried to tell me I was doing a bad job. <laughs> Oh. And then uh, I heard myself yell, shut the fuck up. I was sitting at this desk when you were trying to figure out what you were majoring in in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Millennial was, uh, bastards. I know. Um, I don't know if I said it to him. It was in my brain. It was a, it was a weird week. But uh, Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I've, I haven't had we're a week in a while everybody apply for the mutiny radio comedy festival it's only five dollars until this friday the second uh and then you'll still have an opportunity to apply apply if you wish but it's going to go up to ten dollars until the 15th mm. and then it'll be cut off but we've already had um 70 over 75 submissions which is great for the oh, station yeah. because that's a lot of money for the station yeah 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 nice work <laughs> yeah thanks just asked for five bucks a piece didn't make it too egregious yeah. But uh, it's good because we can buy another uh, a, a new cable in there, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Adrian, you're rad. When when are some of your next upcoming shows that we can see you at? You're 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 one of a you're a hot open micer, ki- killing all those open mics around San Francisco. <laughs> uh, well, I know. I th- I think in January I'm getting a feature at. Uh I'm going to be a regular at uh, Kells. Cool. So I'm Rad. excited for that. So you can, you didn't do, there. you didn't do the comedy college, right? You just kind of in no. with those people there now. You just, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm like in with them. I just show up a lot of places. Nice. And so you, 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 you put your, you put the effort in to go to Kells. I do. There. I try to go out there. Well, cause it's also convenient too. Cause I live like over right over there. Right. So it's, like I walk through like the Broadway tunnel and it's like, Oh sure. Right it's there. right there. Absolutely. So, and then, but no, it was at Caroline, uh, 
Kashan, I believe. If I fucked that up, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm bad with names, too. It's okay. I didn't read till I was 13. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, she... Uh, uh, did you ever check if you were kidnapped? If I was kidnapped? No, yeah, I'm... a lot pre- of homeschool kids just no, get kidnapped. No, I, I look... I literally look like my parents. I it's <laughs> It's pretty, like, obvious. Like, I, I look at them. Like, you look at my mom's, like... Like, her, like... I guess it would be like her third or fourth grade picture like where she's like super young maybe second grade or something like that and then you look at a picture of me at like the same time it's like twins it's like twinsies it's, wow. it's like twinsies so yeah. I'm just like mm, no that's my mom yeah like I'm pretty sure <laughs> wow so uh, what are uh, so upcoming shows you're gonna be featuring at Kells in in January, January. but you, you you always hit the brainwash you I always hit, hit the brainwash um, I don't have any scheduled shows this is my last scheduled show, actually. All right. Through the, so, through the Christmas through, season. Through the Christmas season. So I'm free, guys. I'm yeah. open for booking if you need a comic. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> right on. So uh, last sort of uh, wrapping up views. We know that common courtesy is one of the big important things in your life. Yeah. Also, uh, balance. Balance. Because of the... Uh, Just be of good. The baller, because of the ballet. But also, yeah. you got the Wiccan thing going on. <laughs> so you believe in the balance of the sort of the universe and of yeah. nature. Yeah. Also, like, I don't like the principle of, like, Satan. Like, I don't oh. like people. Okay, so this is one thing I want to clear up. What about bad people? There's no, no there's no such thing as Satan in Wiccanism or Wicca or anything like that. Christians made that up. Made up the devil. Made up the devil. It only, Like, if you look up anything in Wicca or anything like there ain't like, there's Satanism, yes. And, yes, they use a similar symbol, It's but it's not a pentacle. It's That's different. Because a pentacle is actually representative. You know the five hand of God? Oh. Oh, because you're Jewish, too. Yeah, so I forgot, too. I know the chumsa is the little... So it's a similar thing, but the, the it all stems from the, fi- you know, f- five, you know, divining things. And originally is from the pentacle, which was the, d- the top of the point or the top of the star was the goddess or, like, a higher being. Mm-hmm. And then it was meant to be air, water, earth, and... Fire. Fire. Awesome. So, actually, water's the oldest, fire's the youngest. Uh-huh. But Because elements actually have an age. But Wow. Well, I, and that goes back to the Judeo-Christian thing, too, that God made first the heavens and the earth. So you think mm-hmm. air would be first, and then water, and then uh, earth, earth, and then fire. And then fire. I may have, well, I had a... I don't know, but it depends. It depends if you think that... You know, I mean, I guess water and water and air are kind of came at the same time, right? I, 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 they could be interchangeable. I feel, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's so all. So that was what the pentagram was about. It, that's what the, penic- the like, pentacle that's, is about. The pentacle. Then, so if you see over like the pentacle or star, and it's encompassed in a circle, it's yeah. it's you don't have to have it encompassed with a circle. It's it's supposed to be more um, powerful because it's all contained and it's like focused and yeah. kind of. Uh, more like unified but everything's supposed to be super like the principle I guess the principle of Wiccan is it's not do unto others as you would have others do unto you like the principle of three is very valid like don't do mean things like just be good for the sake of being good like you don't need this Satan or this evil thing that give you repercussions if you're not like it's just be good for the sake of being good because it feels good well now that's the thing is that some people say that being bad feels good 
and that Satan made him do it. It wasn't me. But it was my evil. It wasn't my yeah. evil nature. It wasn't had nothing to do with me. It was this other being. It's that same thing with the God thing. Yeah. You, you take the blame. You, it's blame is the wrong word. You take the responsibility of your you, own feelings and emotions off yourself and your doings and your actions, and you put it. You apply it to something else, yeah. which absolves you of any responsibility. And, and I therefore, can't stand that. Right, and that's one of the big problems I think in Christianity is that it's like no well, one takes pr- responsibility for their actions. I prayed for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah they use like, it as like a way to insult you, but with like the reference of like, oh, Jesus wouldn't like that. But that's yeah, a whole principle. Yeah. Like, there, there's no. I mean, Jesus was just a person, just like Karl Marx was a person, just like every other person is a person. Like, no one person has divine right or say over anything. Wow. You know what I mean? Like. Isn't that weird that we're all we, people we get into kings and leaders and people that have more value sort of in, the, you know, they have more validity than the, con- right. than the, you know, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you put me next to Karl Marx, I'm sure everyone be like, Karl Marx has got way more shit and cred than you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Like whatever. He's definitely earned his legitimacy, but he is just a man with thoughts and those are right. his, ju- those are just his opinions. Right. Wow. And yet we listen to but we the take stars it as like, and the t- people who have money like mm-hmm. somehow we don't I don't know value our have our own intrinsic worth maybe like we keep creating other people that are more worth or that we I don't know how that we works. try to validate and give cr- like validity to that we'll f- we'll find justification or or insight through Drew because Barrymore told me to do it <laughs> exactly <laughs> she's my new goddess <laughs> wait, wait what what age Drew Barrymore because there's well, a really fun Drew Barrymore yeah um, and then there was like the not so fun Drew Barrymore I, I well I met I uh I'm I didn't like necessarily meet her. I accosted her in a Whole Foods in uh, <laughs> in Hollywood. Um, she was in the frozen food section, and I what? ran up to her and did a knee slide, and I was like, "I love you." I was like, "I love everything you've done, everything for fast And this was, I was Wait, like, "You went all David Lee Roth." You were like, Ow! I was like screaming on the run. I like ran up to her in the frozen food aisle. I did a knee slide. <laughs> And I was like, you're amazing. I love your production company. The Cinderella movie was even good. I was like, oh, Ever you're... After. I loved Ever After. Yeah. I was like, you... And she started that production, Flower Power mm-hmm. production company. And I was like, you are so amazing. You are such a... It's incredible what you've done with your life. And, and she was like, I, I kind of just want to shop. <laughs> My friend told me the same thing. She's like, please don't embarrass me in the Whole Foods. She's like, I see famous people all the time. Just don't do this because she worked out next to Owen Wilson at the 24-hour fitness and she said the thing with famous people what you do is you just ignore them don't talk to them don't bother them if they talk to you fine and I'm like but they're people right but then I'm one of those people that's like but you're amazing but I mean there's also a certain expectation like yeah you're famous like get used to it do you want to get famous you know if I had okay so if I could pick like an ideal famous It'd be like a Marion Cotillard, where I like I'm famous enough, or like a I Rachel Vice. I don't know who either of those people. Exactly, are. but they could they're famous enough where they can pick their like own work and independent work where it's not an issue. They have a huge cult following, kind to a certain extent. Like uh, remember Constant Gardener, that movie? Did you ever uh-huh, see that? Uh-huh, she was uh-huh. nuts. The uh-huh. the woman who gets killed in it. Uh huh. That's Rachel Vice. Uh-huh. Was that Spike Jones? No, yeah. Spike. Okay, so you remember? Did you ever? Okay, so I know. I'm trying to think of like so, a like a Philip one. Seymour Hoffman. Exactly, where you're like you're good. You're, like people know yeah. you, but like right. he's dead now, so I, more people oh, know him, which is sad. That broke my heart. I know. I mean, but heroin he, is a hell of a drug. You do any drugs? 
I don't consider pot a drug. I don't consider pot a drug either. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no hardcore heroin here. No, good, no good, heroin good, good. here. Yeah. I'm not sure. You can check my toes, too, if you want. <laughs> no, I watched okay. the, what was it, Nip Tuck? I watched Nip Tuck. Would, they, would you put the <laughs> heroin in your toes? toes exactly. Oh, God. Right in the... Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you see that part I, of it? I would never. I would never. It was a scrotum, guys. I was talking. I was pointing to the I would never pump any of my lady bits or boy bits with any kind of drugs. Yeah, that just sounds kind of intense. I don't think. I, I might, would. depending on the situation. Well, he's just a kidding. he's a deep. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. His I was like, song, whatever floats your boat, man. He's he's. They call him pervert fervor. That's he's going to play his ones and twos here in just a minute for us for me's and you's. Uh, so, anything else you want to tell the people? This has been really great. Yeah, I, really, I really enjoy this. I'm glad we got into the You're our first Wiccan. Yay. Yeah. I hope I give you a good impression. Absolutely. Cool. You yeah. completely changed my outlook on homeschool. <laughs> I, me too. Awesome. Because yeah. the only other homeschool comedians I know are not... I would never have put you in, in the homeschool. I would never have been like, well, she was homeschool. <laughs> awesome. Like, window liquor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, gross. Uh, so, I always thought it was French, so I thought it was Adrien Villignon, but it's not. It's technically Adrian. Well, technically, it's, uh, technically it's Adriana Maria Villalona Chavaria. Wow. But like I said, that just gets no, too no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't book a flight because of that shit once. I couldn't order a pizza forever. <laughs> oh, because you're Timothy Pizza. Yeah, they're like, come on, man, quit fucking with it. Like, no, it's my last name. And then they're like, it was that fucking uh, Garlic's. Oh, Garlic's, <laughs> yeah. You know me, man. No, I had to go down there and show ID the first time. <laughs> That's hilarious. People are crazy. Uh, so... I, say it again so I'll be able to pronounce it right. Violon. 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 So the L is like an L. Yeah. It's not like the French Viennon. Viennon. Villano. Viennon. Sweet. It's, it's sh- it sounds shorter than it really looks. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to keep pretending that you're French. That's okay. <laughs> I always wanted to be French anyway, so. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. We're yeah. going to move on to the Meagany Moogs and Ones and Twos with Pervert Fervor. Do you want a break before we... Uh, yes, I would like uh, approximately eight minutes. He wants eight minutes. So we'll play We'll play some more uh, Mutiny Radio commercials for you guys. Can we play More Than a Feeling? <laughs> you want. Uh, we're going to be right back here on Mutiny Radio. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me fine dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at meet new radio fm index at podcasts pcrcollective.org So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up. Again, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Sucking on my titties like you wanted me. Calling me all the time. That Bondi, check out my Chrissy behind. It's fine all over the time. What else is in the teachers of peaches? Like sex on the beaches. Uh, what?
got plugged it in. New it's... mixer here for pervert fervor. Um, I'm not hearing anything. Not yet, oh, but you're off. up. There we. I'm seeing a little. I'm seeing some monitor movement. There it is. Got it. Am I on the mic here? Absolutely, you are. Um, December seventeenth, uh, two thousand sixteen. Uh, come to uh, my work party at Muni Radio. Um, it's uh, wind chimes for the deranged uh, with uh, pervert fervor versus the new time. Uh, there's tell a secret Santa and. Uh, well, it's like Santa always said, like, he knows everything, but they didn't tell you that he's a fucking blabbermouth. So he's going to be there. Um, and we got burlesque dancers, and uh, one of my friends is bringing some chips. <laughs> 